Hello, hello, hello. Merry Christmas, Eve. <laughs> Glad to see you guys here. I prayed for snow. We had a 1% chance. And look what happened. Look what God can do. Isn't that awesome? We're going to have a white Christmas after all. I'm excited about that. I think that's awesome. Would you guys stand up and just look around you and just say, you know, Merry Christmas to the people around you. Even if you don't know them, we're still all family here. Did you guys get your hellos in? Y'all ready? Let's do some Christmas carols together, shall we?
going to keep singing. You guys in the mood to sing? Yeah? We got a lot to sing about. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. This, but right before we came out, we were praying in the back. And Scott really nailed it. He said, don't let this ever become something that is habit or something that we're used to doing every year when we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And man, that's true. We just come, you know, we make our checklist. I got my presents wrapped. I decorated. I did all the stuff. Now I got Christmas Eve service and then Christmas tomorrow. It's so easy for us to get into that normal schedule of things and just everything that we need to check off our list. And I don't want to be that way because it was pretty exciting when he came on that night. And I'm sure pretty terrifying for Mary, too, on that night. But it was his very first birthday. Did you think of that? His very first birthday. Anybody make birthday cakes for Jesus on Christmas? Yay, Mackenzie does. I knew you would. Anybody else? That's kind of a fun thing to do, too. We'll continue singing.
you know what? Let's pray and just invite Jesus in here because I know he's here, but I want him to feel like we want him to be. So would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for the fact that we get to remember that you came for us, that we're messed up and that we're not worthy of you and you didn't care because you wanted to come and save us. So that was the biggest way of you caring for us that you could do. Lord, we want you to know that we celebrate you tonight. We celebrate Jesus coming and we're just grateful that we can all be together. We're grateful for the snow that you gave us, Lord, to to make it even more exciting. Thank you for the little children that are in here tonight. Father, I pray that you'll bless them and I pray that their hearts will be drawn to you. And Lord, I pray that you will make this fresh and new in us as grown-ups. Lord, we don't want this to ever become something that's dull because we've celebrated however many Christmases we've had. Lord, we need you and you are real. You are very real, Lord, and you care about every breath we take, every hair on our head. You care about every detail in our lives, Lord, even the ones that no one else knows. Father, you know them. You know them personally, and you care about them, and you want to hold us and walk with us. And I'm so grateful that you love better than anybody on this planet. Father, thank you for showing us your face. I pray that you'll feel welcome here. I pray that that you will be celebrated tonight as we continue to worship you, Lord. We love you. Thank you for being with us tonight. And thank you for all of these people that have come out in the snow to spend some time with you. I pray that when we leave here that we will not be the same, but we will also be drawn in closer to you so that you can change us a little bit more. And Lord, we just thank you for loving us the way that you do. And I pray for anyone here that doesn't know you that way, Jesus, that you will become real to them in a new way tonight. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.
Tonight we uh, gather here and we have the opportunity to light the fifth candle. Most churches have an Advent wreath. We have an Advent cradle here. And tonight as we light that center candle, it is known as the Christ candle. And it celebrates the end of Advent, but the arrival of Christ and Christmas. So let us remember how our Savior came once as a lowly baby, that the world through him might be saved, and how he will, he will return one day in glory. Let's pray together. Father, we have gathered here tonight to worship you. We have gathered here tonight to take these moments and set them aside, realizing that later tonight and tomorrow, we will be heavily involved with family and all kinds of events. But Father, we wanted this night to be set aside for you. And so we light this candle in honor of you tonight and to acknowledge the fact that you are the Christ the Son of the living God, and we give you glory. I see we have a number of children here with us tonight, and I'm wondering if some of you children would be brave enough to just come up here and sit with me for a moment on the platform. Would you come up here? I'm not going to bite you. I'm just going to talk to you for a little bit. Come up and see me. Come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, come on. Where's that Emerson? He wanted to be up here a while ago. Come on, guys. Man, I'm glad to see all of you. You're looking good. You're looking so good. I just want to ask you a couple of questions tonight. At your house, do you open presents on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning? Christmas morning? Christmas morning and Christmas Eve? Just Christmas. Just Christmas? Just Christmas. All right. Neither. All right. Well, ha- okay. you do it way early. Okay. Have you looked under the tree at your house so far and seen some package that you think might be something you were hoping for? We don't have a Christmas tree. Okay. Okay. How do you do it? Okay. okay, you've got the deal worked out, I think. So you that's do. why we don't have a Christmas tree. Okay. Look, there are other children. They're not afraid of me, are you? Huh? Man. When you think about the Christmas story and Jesus being born in that manger, in that stable, do you have a favorite character in that story? Someone that just kind of seems special to you? Is it Jesus? What about Joseph? Or Mary? Mary. Girls usually like Mary, and the guys usually like Joseph. That's pretty cool. And everybody is happy about Jesus being a part of that. So, when you leave here tonight in a little while, and you go home, what will you do? Oh, I don't know. That's good. Good answer. I don't either. Anybody else? Will you have special treats to eat tonight or tomorrow? 
tonight? Yeah. Christmas dinner? Oh, awesome. That sounds like great fun. Oh, going to open some presents. You are? Are you? You're going to eat donuts. I like that. You're going to eat your donuts too? Hey, I want to pray for you. And after church is over tonight, when it's time to go home, you come up and see me. This is, this is my pastor's pouch. And it's just got stuff in here that you might like. And you can come and look. Oh, there's just crazy stuff in here. And you can have one of those, okay? Each of you come and see me and get one of these things out of my pastor's pastor. Let me pray for you just now. Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you tonight for the privilege of being in this place with these, these people who sit with me here on this platform. I thank you for who they are. And I thank you for all of the potential that's wrapped up in these young lives. And I pray, Father, that early they will come to know and love and serve you and that you'll walk with them and protect them and keep them. And, Father, that you would bless them. And may this Christmas be everything they hoped it might be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, you can go back and sit with mom and dad or your family now. Thanks for coming up. Okay, Lori. Try to fix that. <laughs> can't fix that. You can't top that. We got the best view, though, all their little faces. So sweet. Mary, did you know? Whoop, wrong key. Let's try that again. Cindy, you wouldn't give me the right. There we go. We'll try it again. <laughs> Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters. Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? And this child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to the blind man. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm the storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. 
Pretty remarkable to think of that. Can you imagine what they thought? And if they were ready. And they had no idea what was coming. We're going to ask the ushers to come forward now. We're going to take an offering just as he gives to us.
Let me just pray over the offering. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for coming for us. Thank you for what you do for us. Thank you for these little ones that were up on the stage, Lord. We're just grateful for their little hearts and all the gifts that you've poured into them that are just waiting to be used. Lord, we love you. And I just pray that you will bless this offering, Jesus, just to reach more people for you. We love you, Father, and thank you. Thank you for showing us yourself in a way that we never expected. They never expected you to be a baby. It's pretty remarkable. So thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Several things have been happening as we were preparing for the service tonight. And even as we began to worship, you noticed that the screen went blank for a while and had to be rebooted. And uh, most of you who are here every Sunday know that I usually preach from, speak from an iPad. And I got it up here and fired that thing up and it said 1% battery. So, this is what happens when you count on electronics to see you through, you pull out the glasses. Because with the iPad, I can make the font as large as I want it to be, but without it. But I look pretty good in these, don't you think? Pretty good? Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. This evening, for a moment, I would just like to direct your attention to Luke chapter 2. You assumed that that might be the spot. But it's verse 7 that I have on my mind tonight. It is there where we read, She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes or cloth and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Have you ever noticed that there are words that are part of verses in Scripture that we read right over and they don't mean too much to us. They're such a part of life, or they're so normal or so average, that we really don't, we're not, we're not struck by the word. But did you ever notice the word firstborn in that passage? Did you ever let that word just soak in a little bit? It was their firstborn child with all of the emotions that you can conjure up, your firstborn. There is something different about the firstborn, the first child. It's no different than any of the other children that we may have, but it is that this is the first time we have experienced it. So it is our firstborn, and there is something that you haven't gone through before. By the time the second child comes along, that baby is just as sweet and just as important and loved by you just as much. But the experience is different because you know the drill. You get the luggage, you get to the hospital, you go through labor, you mop the brow, and all the rest of that stuff. Guys, 
Well, back in my day, we kind of paced out in the waiting room, waiting for word. Firstborn. And that's what Mary and Joseph were experiencing. The birth of their firstborn. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son, and placed him in a manger. Now, Even with all of the mystical, mythical kinds of things that had happened before the birth, she had no way of knowing what life would hold in store for her and Joseph and this unique child. Oh, she had been told in a dream that this child was going to be unique, but how in the world could she have prepared for what was about to happen? Other children would be born into their home, and those children would also play important roles, but Mary and Joseph and the world would discover that their destiny was attached to this firstborn there in that manger. Just reflect with me for a moment and and let me try on this snowy Christmas Eve to wax poetic. Maybe prose would be the better word. Gamblers stood at his cross but not at his cradle. Men quarreled for his seamless robe, but they were humbled by his swaddling clothes. They gambled at Golgotha, but they brought their dreams to Bethlehem. Devils sneered at his death, but angels sang when he was born. The sun was darkened when he died, but the moon was in full bloom at his birth. The hills shuddered at his death, but they skipped for joy at his birth. He was buried with the rich, but he was born with the poor. And somewhere in between these mileposts, somewhere in between, there's us, you and I. And I'm personally mystified by the manger, by the miracle that is cradled in that little structure of wood, by the message that's conveyed there, by the movement that was created there. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son, and placed him in a manger. We witness the joy of children in our church. We love watching the children, just as they marched up here tonight and were more than willing to sit down with a guy that's kind of a stranger to them and talk very freely. I've done this kind of thing almost, well, back in the day when we had Sunday night services. I would do that every Sunday night. And I had more people coming that had children because their children were going to be on the platform. And it grew. They liked watching those little kids. And the interesting thing is that the more they become the more they become accustomed to me, the more they're willing to say. And sometimes it gets interesting as I ask them questions and they start telling us about your home. And you. And I've had parents say, Pastor, please don't ask those questions anymore of my children, you know. It was fun. When they come up here for their Christmas program a couple of weeks ago and they're dressed up and they're excited and they sing their songs and they share their scripture and they played those little colored bells. 
It's such a great gift to see them. And isn't it interesting how much better Christmas is? How much better it is celebrated when there are children around. When we leave here tonight, Jane and I will drive up to Parker, be with our youngest daughter there and her two sons. They're now 18 and 15. And sometimes you do miss when they were two and four. And everything about Christmas was new to them. And the lights were shining in their eyes as they walked into the living room around that Christmas tree. Is it just by chance that Christmas is better when there are children around? Is it just by chance that Jesus said, I tell you as seriously as I know how, that anyone who refuses to come to God as a little child will never be allowed into His kingdom. Firstborn, this infant with his mother's eyes is our firstborn. First child, this baby I hold in my arms is our first child. His smile will warm me on a cold winter night. And when life is stormy, His faith in me will make things right. Asleep in his crib now is our firstborn. If the good Lord's willing, he'll bless us with many. But our firstborn is the child we've been praying for. Do you think Mary and Joseph felt any different than you did? with that first child. Jesus, this firstborn, I am am mystified by it all. Why would God choose a stable, a a cattle shed, a, a sheep stall? And I wonder if I've seen too many pictures of the nativity, I guess. 
that even the timid doves look down bewildered and the gentle oxen wide-eyed with this miracle in the straw. And Joseph could not believe that his rough carpenter hands were holding on to the tiny, fragile fingers of God. Even Herod was restless when rumors ran that a child would become a king. And it was with cold irony that he said to the wise men, when you find him, bring me word again so that I may come and worship him also. Little did he know that five or six miles away from his palace down there in Bethlehem, there was a young king just born whose scepter would reach further than he could even imagine. And how many would bow and receive beauty for ashes and exchange rags for riches. But I found another word in God's word about the firstborn. It's in Hebrews 1 and 6. In the Living Bible it says, And still another time, when his firstborn son came to earth, God said, Let all the angels of God worship him. Now, I don't know if you noticed it or not, because sometimes when a pastor reads a verse of Scripture, it's easy for us to hear it but not really hear it. But did you hear it? Did you notice it? It said, when his firstborn son. Why would you use that term firstborn there in Hebrews unless you had others? You see, that verse would lead one to believe that God intended to have more children. And he did. You. You. And just like we bring our little children to the front, especially those newborn children, and we'll hand them to a pastor who will hold them up in a little service of dedication, dedicating them to the Lord, God, our Heavenly Father, is anticipating that we will dedicate our lives to Him, for we are His children. Maybe not the firstborn, but still a very important part of His family because of that firstborn. Tonight, as you entered... I hope you picked up two things from the baskets that were at the back, one being the little cup for communion. And if you didn't, those baskets are still there, and I would encourage you to go back and pick one up so that we can share together in this moment, realizing how the firstborn has had such an impact on us. And let me remind you again, if you're new to the process of taking communion with these little cups, there is a trick to it. There is a, there is a cellophane tab on the top. Pull it before you pull the purple tab. Or you will not have the bread available. We take the bread tonight. 
And every time we take the bread and cup, we are reminded of a death. But tonight we are reminded of a birth that would lead to a crucifixion. But tonight it is a birth. As Jesus was with his disciples, he took the bread and broke it and said to them, Take and eat this. This is my body which was broken for you. Eat this now and receive it with gratitude. And on that same night, he took the cup. And when he had given it to his disciples, he said to them, This represents my blood, which is being shed for you. Receive this now, and be reminded of me. Take the cup. Our Father in heaven, We are grateful tonight for the privilege of being together in this setting and in your presence. There are so many gifts that you have given us that I take for granted. And one of those is coming into a gathering with people who are seeking to have faith that is strong, and that leans on you. Father, all of us walk through life. We go about it in ways that may be different than what a preacher talks about from a pulpit. But Father, there is a hunger within us. There is a desire to know you. And perhaps our experience in finding you is not necessarily what the pastor has dictated. But it is something that was much more gentle and much more personal, much more powerful in each of our lives. Father, it always brings us back to a cradle and a cross. And tonight, we light that candle, which reminds us that you are the light of the world. And as part of that, light of the world. You are also the light in our own lives and in our families and in our world. And I pray tonight, Father, that somehow even in this next year that the darkness that seems to encompass our societies and our communities and our countries would be blown aside and that we would once again be reminded of the light of the world. Father, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we prepare to sing Silent Night tonight, you have the candle, and I'm going to light mine. Then I'm going to start walking through the congregation and ask you to help me to move the light from candle to candle I can keep mine burning. Let's stand together. It'll make it easier for you to move around and help other people.
share the light of the world. If you will, just pass that to those next to you and across the aisle from you. Jesus proclaimed, I am the light of the world. Tonight we symbolize that here together.
now you are the light of the world. And you can take that with you as you go, that light. Extinguish your candle, if you will, now. Father in heaven, would you walk with us as we give you thanks and we honor you, for you are the light of the world. In your name we pray. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and give you peace. God bless you and Merry Christmas. May you receive the honor that